That boat won't float five minutes, Amelia. Where are the oars? She knelt down and scraped the sand with a flat rock. I always kept them in the boat. The wind must have tipped it up. Of course, it had been four years since she'd used the tiny rowboat her father had given her, but she wasn't about to admit that to Kyle. This was the only beautiful gift she had left to share with him. Here they are. She dug her fingers beneath one oar and tugged it from the mix of sand, soil, and rock. Tip the boat over for me so we can knock the debris out of it. We are not putting that thing in the water. Why? She faced him. What are you afraid of, Kyle? That you might get wet? Or that you might actually have some fun? His head jerked back as if she'd slapped him. But his eyes filled with challenge, and he marched forward and grabbed the edge of the boat. Well, there was lesson number three. Give a man food, sex, or a challenge if you want him to do something for you. She was finally getting the hang of this. This is insane. Amelia grinned and hauled the other oar out of sand. I know, but it's better than working, isn't it? You don't think this is work? He asked. But to her surprise, the expression in his eyes was almost teasing. It took them ten minutes to get the boat into the water, and another five before Kyle deemed it seaworthy and they climbed in. The plank seats were so close He had to plant his feet on either side of her legs and gird her knees with his thighs. He reached for the oars, and Amelia pulled them from his grasp. This is your birthday present. Relax and enjoy the ride. I'm not letting you row. Kyle, darling, shut up. His eyebrows slashed down, and Amelia burst out laughing. I knew you couldn't go an hour without frowning. I wasn't frowning. All right. Maybe I was, but you told me to shut up. That's not half of what I wanted to tell you this morning when I found out it was not only your birthday, but your mother's as well. What on earth are we going to give her for a gift? I bought a necklace for her when I was in Philadelphia. Thank goodness. We'll have to take it by later. Kyle grimaced. The party starts at seven o'clock. What party? Amelia asked, feeling her stomach tighten in anxiety the one I forgot to tell you about. He had the grace to look chagrined, and he sat back and braced his palms along the dirty edges of the boat. Evelyn's having a surprise party for my mother tonight. I was supposed to tell you yesterday. What? Amelia gaped at him. Kyle, how could you forget something so important? His gaze perused her from her hips to her mouth. I've had other things on my mind. Heat burned up her neck, but she forced herself not to turn away. Sunlight and leaf shadows flitted across Kyle's hair and shoulders. His eyes caught sparks from the sun, and Amelia admired her husband as she moved the oars through the water. Where are you taking me? Down the river of truth, she said, then smiled at him. As long as I'm rowing, I get to ask you questions, and you have to answer them honestly. If I stop rowing, it's your turn to ask questions. He grinned. You won't last for ten questions. I'm rowing downstream. Guess who's rowing back? He laughed, and her heart flipped. You should do that more often, she said, still mesmerized by his wide smile and beautiful teeth. 
You have a wonderful laugh, and it's so much more attractive than that frown you're so attached to. Is that a criticism or a backhanded compliment? Both. But since I'm rowing, that means I get to ask the questions. He laughed. She could tell that he liked her sassiness. Kyle admired people with the nerve to stand up to him as she'd done that day at the mill when she refused to go home. He'd been sincere during their wedding reception when he'd said he appreciated a woman's intelligence. And ironically enough, for a staid businessman, he seemed to enjoy her outrageous behavior. Thank goodness, because she felt wild today with the sun and breeze on her face. She would show Kyle her true personality today, and if it wasn't enough to ease his disappointment in her lack of virginity, then in her heart... She would have the comfort of knowing she'd tried to give him everything she had. At this pace, you're going to row all day, he said. But she knew he was picking on her. All right. Who is the smartest person you know? Boyd. A laugh burst from her, and she propped the oar handles on her knees. You're joking, of course. The boat swung sideways, and Kyle grinned. You don't know my little brother. Since he was four years old, Boyd has been able to manipulate, swindle, or charm his way in or out of anything. That includes work and paying the bar tab when he's the only one drinking. You stopped rowing. It's my turn. What? Amelia glanced down at the oars as Kyle dragged them into his hands, his face inches from hers. What is the most daring thing you've ever done? She could have said lifting her skirt for Richard, but that qualified as the stupidest. Marrying you, she said, warning her heart to quit pounding. His eyes locked on hers, and the paddles floated to the surface. You're about to lose the oars, Kyle. She nodded to the paddles, slipping from his lax hands. She took back the oars with a sense of pride for besting him so quickly. What is the most frightening thing you've ever seen? Tiny dots of perspiration sprinkled his forehead and reflected the sunlight as he stared at her. You have to answer, Kyle, or you lose the challenge. He blinked and straightened his shoulders, but surprise still lingered in his eyes. Watching Radford lose control and think he was back in the middle of the war. Amelia reminded herself to pull on the oars. Radford was the only one of the boys who had gone to war. Evelyn had never said anything about his trauma, though, and Radford always seemed so happy and calm when Amelia saw him, it was hard to believe he was afflicted with something so awful. Does he still suffer like that? she asked. He seems better, but he might still have nightmares about the war. They don't say, and I don't ask. I'm sure it's kinder not to, she said, scouring her mind for something to make Kyle laugh. She wanted to lighten the moment and break through his rigid control, but nothing crossing her mind seemed outrageous enough to work. If you could visit any place in the world, where would you go? California, to see the redwood trees. She laughed. Of course you'd take a vacation where you could look at more trees. Well, where would you go? He asked. It's not your turn, but I'll answer anyhow. I would visit the ocean. I love the water. I spent my summers paddling down this creek in my boat, and when that got too lonely, I'd trail after Papa at the mill until it was time to go home for supper. What's your favorite time of the year?
That's a boring question. You're right, she said with a nod. I meant to ask, what's my deadline for consummating our marriage? His eyes shot open and he gaped at her. I don't expect you to wait forever, Kyle. I just felt we needed time to get comfortable with each other. I want to laugh with you before I make love with you. He braced his fists beside him on the plank seat. Are you saying you're comfortable with me? No, she said softly. But I'm hoping to be soon. How soon? He leaned forward, his eyes growing dark. She met his intense stare, the oars forgotten in her hands. How soon does it have to be? She asked, praying he would give her a few more days. His mouth hovered inches from her own. Now would be a good answer. She gripped the oars. Then answer one more question for me. Do you think you can ever learn to care for me? Yes. He slipped the oars from her hands. Now answer my question. Are you afraid of me? She opened her mouth to say no, but she'd promised him the truth. She was afraid. With nothing more than a kiss or a touch, he had the ability to make her lose control. Her feelings were involved now, and she was afraid of getting hurt again. She met his eyes. Yes, I'm afraid, a little. Why? He leaned forward and brushed her temple with his lips. When are you afraid? When you make me feel like this. He lowered his mouth to her neck, and her eyes fluttered closed. What are you feeling now? He asked, his breath warm against her ear. Tense. Her chest shuddered as she drew a breath. Shaky. I feel that way too. He kissed the corner of her mouth. My heart is pounding just as hard as yours, M.A. She drew back, wondering if Kyle had just called her by another woman's name. He clutched the oars in one hand and brushed the back of his knuckles across her cheek. I think of a softer name when I look at you. M.A. is a French name, meaning beloved. It suits you. He lowered his head his lips a breath away from hers. Am I entitled to a birthday kiss? Yes, she whispered, and he kissed her. The seductive swirl of his tongue made Amelia forget they were in a rotted little boat in the middle of Canada Way Creek where any passerby could see them. His shoulders tensed as he dragged the oars into the boat, but he didn't stop kissing her. He took it deeper, slower, until Amelia felt her bones melt and raw. Needy desire burned through her body. He circled her waist and tugged her toward him. She half stood to shift herself onto his lap, and the bottom dropped out of her world. Literally. Her foot burst through the rotted bottom of the boat, and she fell backward as water gushed in around her shin like a small geyser. Kyle gripped her waist, and glanced down to see what had happened. Amelia struggled for a few frantic seconds before she was able to wiggle her foot out of the huge, gaping hole. She glanced at the shore and knew there was no way they were going to be able to row her boat ashore before it filled with water. Please tell me you can swim, she said, 
glancing at Kyle. But he sat there staring at the burbling water like a boy who'd just had his favorite toy ripped out of his hands. I don't believe this, he said. Amelia couldn't hold back her laugh. He swung a disbelieving look at her. What's so funny? We're going to sink. She was soaked to her calves, and the water outside the boat was within inches of sweeping over the sides. But she crouched there and laughed, because Kyle's expression was so boyish and vulnerable, it was precious. Come on, Captain, she said, giggling. It's out of fashion to go down with the ship. I told you this thing wouldn't float. Don't complain. She grabbed his hand and pulled him to his feet, trying to be careful not to break through the bottom of the boat again. You got a birthday kiss out of it, didn't you? He grinned and jumped from the boat with her.